Okay, good luck, everybody. Um, I want to share with you a story from the previous Rebbe's memoirs. The previous Rebbe shared many stories, the purpose of publicizing them with the Yiddish author. And all the stories are printed in this sefer called Lubavitch Rebbe's memoirs. It's then actually um, from the writings of the previous Rebbe. The previous Rebbe gave his writings over to this Yiddish author and sit there. Thank you. And uh, he gave his writings to the Swedish author, and he prepared them for publication. And they were they were published. They were printed. Um, and we have them now translated from the um, from the back into English and to Hebrew mm-hmm. uh, from the previous Rebbe's writings. Yes, Rosie. No thanks for the orange. Uh, and that was very nice to offer the orange. No, not, not right now. Okay. So tonight I want to share with you a very important story. I say it's important because it's something that is very relevant to each of us. And it's the story of how the Abal Shem Tov's Hasidim became changed from being a private group, a secret group, to becoming a sensation that uh, spread throughout Europe and everyone found out about the Abal Shem Tov's Hasidim. Shana had a group of Siddim living in a town called Harki. And in this town, there was a Polish prince whose name was Benedict Radzvil. Benedict Radzvil was very good to the Jews. He had owned a lot of land there and many Jews uh, worked on their various estates. And he had owned forests of many miles around Harki. And Benedict uh, would spend a lot of time in France. In France, he became very close to a Jew named Pierre Louis. Mm. Pierre Louis was a uh, Rosie and Zalman al Chaya all know the story already, Baruch Hashem. But you don't know the details. You haven't heard the details yet. So, Benedict Radzville, whenever he went to France, he would spend time with Pierre Louis. In fact, he moved to France for some time. But eventually, he married into the Dmitriev family. It was an illustrious, a, a royal family in Russia called Dmitriev. And, and this Benedict Radzvil, he married into their family. And so he moved to Russia. When he moved to Russia, he also brought with him his close confidant, his, his uh, best friend. Pierre Louis came with him to Russia. But twice a year, they would come they would leave Russia and they would go back to Harki, where they had a little lodge outside of Harki, where all the squires and noblemen and would go there for a hunting trip. They would go there once in the summer, once in the winter. Here, Rami, have a seat. Once in the summer, once in the winter, they would go together to um, to hunt. And they had a big party there. And, and Pierre Louis, in general, was a bit of a uh, life of the party. He was the guy who was. He, uh, he, he was married to some non-Jewish woman, also from a royal blood, but uh, she had died when Pierre-Louis turned 55. And once she died, although Pierre-Louis was, um, although Pierre-Louis was, was very... Although Pierre Louis was, 
Okay, the pizza arrived, so my children are, are no longer listening. Second list for. So uh, uh, when Alonso's wife died, unfortunately, Pan Louis, whatever little bit of um, normality he had in his life, he wasn't. He came from a very assimilated family in France. wasn't very observant at all, but he still he was married to someone. And he had some sense of, of normality. But once his wife died. If you're not, if you're not um, asking a question, it's better to um, mute yourself. Um, once his wife died, he um, he uh, Anyway, so once his wife died, Menachem Mendel, if you're able to mute whoever's not muted, because I, I think someone's phone is on and, I, and they're, uh, thank you. So anyway, once his wife died, he totally became a uh, very, very, uh, even more more party animal-like kind of person. And when they, when they went on this annual party every summer and winter to this uh, state, he was the guy who, uh, was the life of the party, and he he was the one that was, was also very talented in hunting. He was the, 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 the man of attraction. So the Baal Shem Tev had a chassid, his name was Remnissen. Remnissen's son, Yitzhak Shol, actually was the one who inspired the Alter Rebbe's father to become close to Hasidus. So Yitzhak Shol's father, Remnissen, he was a close chassid of the Baal Shem Tev, and he came to, into the Baal Shem Tev for an audience. At this audience, the Baal Shem Tev told Remnissen that there are different kinds of souls with different missions in the world. It says in a Pasuk in chapter uh, 107 in Psalms, there are those who go down to the ocean in ships. Baal Shem Tev explained that there are souls that come to this world and they come to the world in a sort of like a ship. They come into a very insulated, comfortable atmosphere, a very protected atmosphere, and they're able to live a very wholesome life because they're brought up in a very wonderful kind of environment. They, they, they descend to the world, they descend to a, a, a dangerous place, but they descend to the world in a ship. They come, they come to the world in a ship in a, in a safe place. They're in a very positive environment. So we might as well practice now. Nachem, are you on? Nachem, you're Sorry about that. Okay. So. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, much of the show is a busy time in everyone's household, so a lot of things happen, and uh, 
Sorry about that. Anyways, so Pierre Louis, I'm sorry, Rabbi Nissen is an audience of the Baal Shem Tov. And the Baal Shem Tov tells them there are certain souls that come down to the world. It's a verse in chapter 107 in Tehillim. Some souls come to the world in Anyas. What are Anyas? In ships, they come to the world in a very friendly and wholesome environment. It, it brought up to be faithful to, to and devoted to their Judaism and their tournaments. There are other souls that come to the world without the ship. They come to the world in a, in a very challenging environment. The word onies, which means ships, also means oi vavoi. It also means an expression of pain. So, so it's like a, a person going into the ocean and not having a ship, not having any safe place, not having any place to, to rest, just, just treading water in the ocean. So the Baal Shem Tov said, because there are souls that have come to the world that are challenged, God gave the world other souls, or in the same verse, it says the next words, there are souls who do work in the great waters. That means they do work to help. It's literally, it sounds like they're working, they're working on ships or sailors, but it means that there are some souls who come to the world and their mission is to help those souls who are floundering in the difficulties of, of the of the challenges in this world and they're able to with their obvious Israel, with their love for the fellow Jew they're able to help the other Jews who are floundering without any ships to um, don't mute me don't mute me sorry guys the they're able to uh, they're able to help those who are floundering that they should be able to come back to their roots so the Baal Shem Tov said that the Jew named Pierre Louis and Pierre Louis's real name is Pesach Tzvi Pierre is for Pesach and Louis is for Halevi. His mother's grandfather's name was Pesach Tzvi. And, his, and the name Louis is for Halevi. And I, I want you, on the second day, after Pierre Louis comes back from the hunting trip, I'm going to give you an envelope. I want you to open the envelope after Pierre, on the second day after Pierre Louis comes back from the hunting trip and do exactly what it says in the envelope. And I also want you to go over to Pierre Louis Every day after you open the envelope and tell him who he is, tell him who his, what his real name is, tell him why he has this name, and tell him that he's a Jew and he should come back to his people. Okay? Remnison leaves Mezhebush and heads back to Harki. When he gets back to Harki, the marketplace is bu buzzing with a great tumult because whenever there was a, a uh, hunting trip, in the surrounding area of Harki, that district, that area, the market, people who had different, you know, wares, they knew what the noblemen would like to buy, and they would put that into their into their wares, and because they would have a lot of business in that time of the year, and the either the the, uh, the winter trip or the summer hunting trip, there was a lot of business happening then. So when Nissen, when Nissen came back, people had already arrived for the winter trip, and when a missing came, the whole marketplace was was buzzing already with with the with the excitement. Pierre Louis and Benedict Radzville came together to make a banquet to welcome all the squires and noblemen and noblewomen who had arrived for their trip. The, the actual hunting trip, the hunting was in a in a in a lodge that was in the outskirts of 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 Arki. but Pierre Louis and and his, his, his noble friend, his uh, friend who was a Polish prince, Benedict, they made this, ban they made this banquet to 
prepare for the, all these people. And they, had to, they, they, they spent two days in, in, in Harki and then they went off to, um, to the forest for hunting. On the, when the whole trip was over, the whole hunting was over and the parties were over, Père Louis comes back with Benedict to Harki. Whenever they, whenever they stayed in Harki, they stayed at the home of the priest. The priest um, they would, ho would host them and they, they had to go back to Harki to buy provisions for their next leg of their journey back. They're going to go back to Moscow. They lived in Moscow at the time. And before they went back to Moscow, after this uh, hunting trip, they wanted to get provisions for their journey. So they went to Harki and they were staying that night at the home of the priest. When Benedict Radsville walked over the threshold of the priest, he tripped and he had a revolver in his hip pocket and there a, gun. a gun. Thank you for translating with the word revolver, Rosie. And uh, the gun went off and it shot him in the stomach. Now, whenever they traveled, they also traveled with a doctor. And the doctor tried to stop the bleeding and it was unsuccessful. And they had sent riders out to go find better doctors all around in that area to, uh, to, 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 to treat him. But his condition was getting worse. When Nissen heard what happened, all the Jews really loved this Benedict Radzville because he really was very kind to the Jewish people. They heard about what happened to him and they all, uh, they, they felt very bad. So Nissen realized that the time has come to open up the letter he got from Baal Shem. So he opens up the letter and to his surprise in this letter, there is advice exactly to how to heal the wound that Pierre-Louis had in the stomach. Baal Shem, this gives a an, an ointment. Give an ointment. They should take a medicine. They should take Prince Radzville. Prince Radzville. He, you said, you know, I'm sorry. Thank you. I, I, I is the one who got the bu bu bullet into his stomach, not, not Pierre Louis. So the letter from the Balshanda said exactly how to treat. But didn't say his name, but just said that this is how this this kind of wound is treated. And if he and when he, if you're asked. How do you know how to treat this wound? You should say that you got this from the Baal Shem Tev, a Jew who lives in Mezhebush. And the Baal Shem Tev said, if you get rewarded, if the person who you heal wants to pay you back in, in appreciation for healing their wounds, do not accept it. And just ask in exchange that the person who you heal be kind to the Jewish people and help them earn their livelihoods. Okay. So... So uh, he, he goes to the home of the priest and he armed with this ointment and he's greeted by Père Louis. Père Louis sees him and he says, what are you doing here? He's a Jew with payas and sitsis and a beard. He says, what are you doing here? He says, I can heal the, I can heal the prince. I can heal, I can heal Mr. Uh, Benedict Grasville. So Père Louis is very scornful. And he's like, what are you doing here? You don't know what you're doing. You're just, you're just a religious Jew. What are you doing here? But the doctor who is treating the prince says, listen, the guy's gonna die anyways. If he has an idea, let's try it. We have nothing to lose. We have nothing to keep this guy in this world anyways. So they asked, the doctor asked, the doctor asked him to come in, he comes in, and with the help of the doctor, he gave the ointment that Baal Shem Tev had given to Benedict Razvan. After about, an, and he also gave him medicine. After about an hour, Benedict woke up from his, uh, he was unconscious all the time. He woke up from his unconsciousness and his fever started to go down and the wound closed. So the, uh, Benedict, then, then 
then uh, Reb Nissen asked to speak privately to Pierre Louis. He came over to Pierre Louis, spoke to him in a private room, and he said to him that your real name is Pesach Tzvi, and, and you're named after your mother's grandfather, and you're a Jew, and you lived till now in a way that was that was contrary to Yiddishkeit, but now is the time for you to come back to God and your people. Now the Baal Shem Tev had told Reb Nissen to come back every single day that Reb Pierre Louis is there. It doesn't matter what Pierre Louis, the Baal Shem told him, it doesn't matter if he yells at you, it doesn't matter if he's indifferent. Every single day while Pierre Louis is in Harki, you're to go back to him and tell him the same exact message from Baal Shem Tev, you're a Jew, and this is your real name. So after about three days, the prince had gained his consciousness and was very, he was, he was already, he always wasn't unconscious anymore, but he was already feeling better enough to be coherent and talk. And he asked, can I speak to this person who had brought this wonder cure? I want to know who this guy is and where he got this cure from. So Ramnison came and Ramnison told the prince how he was able to cure him, how he got this cure from the Baal Shem Tev. And that's how Baal Shem Tev's chassidim in Harki became famous. And Baal Shem Tev became famous until then it was very, told who the Baal Shem Tev was and what he was about. And that's how, thank you. And that's how the Baal Shem Tev became publicized in the whole region. So Pierre Louis and Benedict Radzville eventually leave Harki. And Nissen, again, as Baal Shem told him, said, I don't want anything in exchange. I just want you to be kind to the Jewish people. And he was very, and the, the prince was very appreciative of his his uh, honesty and integrity, and they left. When, after they left, around the month of Nissen, Pierre-Louis came back from Moscow looking for Reb Nissen. It was a month of Nissen, it was months later, and he comes to the home of Reb Nissen, and he told him that he has, he can, he, the, all the tray of food that he's been eating till then, just his stomach can't handle it anymore. And he can't handle the lifestyle he's living. And he wants to come back. He couldn't eat any more treif, Rosie. Exactly. He couldn't like the treif anymore. He couldn't eat the treif anymore. And he wanted to come back to his people. And therefore, he came back and he said, I told Prince Radzville why I wanted to do this. And he was very understanding. He said, follow your heart and I'll give you an estate in Harki. I'll give you one of my estates. You'll have a lot of land in Harki. I'll give you my estate. You're my best friend. You, you should go back, follow your heart. And... Um, so he asked him, listen, I want to come back to Jews. I want to become a Jew again. I want to be, what should I do? So Nissen said, you should hire a teacher to teach you how to read Hebrew, to teach you how to say the right blessings before eating. I, you said the bracha, Rosie? So teach, hire a teacher to say the right brachas. And Pierre-Louis um, became very successful in his learning. After a year, he was already able to learn Chumash. And he... Um, uh, he became a very big part of this community in Harki. The previous Rebbe then says a very interesting conclusion to the story. The conclusion to the story, he writes, that year on Pesach, Pierre-Louis took his, his uh, horses. He had, he had a wagon that was led by four fine horses. You know, the way the noblemen would travel. It was, this was like, you know, the equivalent of an Aston Martin, what's it called, the McLaren? McLaren? Uh, Lambo. Yeah, he had a very nice, nice purple Lambo. And uh, he had a, so he, so he took this, this purple Lambo for white horse wagon to bring the water to bake the matzahs. It's a very great celebration to bring water 
to very great merit, he part of the celebration to draw water from Matzis. So Pelewi took his horses to draw, they, he previously used this, this, this wagon for his hunting and for the parties. And now he took the same wagon to draw the water from the Matzis. By Chabad, the custom is when the water is drawn from the Matzis, we sing the song of Keliata, you know, the song of Al Treba, Keliata Videka, because you draw the water from Matzis to consider a very auspicious time, a time of revelation of soul. In fact, it says that Yona Ben Amita, Yona Hanavi, he got his prophecy. Um, actually, got his prophecy. Yes, he got his prophecy. I'm sorry, but on Sukkah, the Rebbe Hashab said about one of his chassidim that his the essence of his soul was revealed in this sheer joy that he had in drawing the water water from the matzah. So Pierre Louis came, comes with his wagon. He got to the water, and as the elderly Rav who was honored to draw the water from the matzah, Pierre Louis put on his leather leggings that he previously used for his hunting. Went out into the water where the rabbi went on this plank, and Pierre Louis supported the rabbi to draw the water for the masses. And the, the previous rabbi, I think, emphasizes this point to show how to sh- what, what teshuva means. Teshuva doesn't mean that you forget your past and that you are live a new life, but you, you, the idea of teshuva is to bring with you all, everything that you've learned and everything you've gained, whatever lifestyle you lived before, and you bring that to Hashem. As Baal Shem Tov says, where you are, God decides. What you do there, you decide. So just like the Baal Shem Tov told him, listen, that there are some souls who come down to the world in ships. Some souls who come down to the world without the ships, and they're in a state of aniyas, aniyah veaniyah, a state of woe, and the Hashem made it in a way that it's fair, that there's a uh, kind of, um, you don't choose which soul you are. You don't choose if you're the soul that's brought up in the ship environment. Or you're the soul that's brought up in the anies, the, 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 the very precarious environment. But the important is Hashem made this partnership of souls and he chose certain souls to be the ones who are brought, born in ships and certain souls to be born in a state without the ships. And Hashem wants the souls who are born in ships to reach out for those who weren't. I went, I'm going to post an incredible uh, presentation of Rabbi Wolf describing a, 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 a supposed conversation that Hashem has with souls in Gan Eden. <laughs> you have to see this. It's incredible. Not, not that every wolf is privy to conversations with of souls in Gan Eden, but I think based upon this teaching of the Baal Shem Tev, it sounds like it's it's actually, uh, it resonates as something that, that's true. That some souls, their mission is to be born in a safe environment because they have a mission to lift up other souls. So it's not that, you know, you're, you're, you're born and you have your comfortable life, and other souls born, and they have their their difficult life. The souls born without kosher, without Shabbos, without. But Hashem made this partnership, as Rebbe told a friend of mine, that every soul in our generation came down to this world to uplift another soul. So here, Remnison, he was born in a ship, and Pierre Louis wasn't born in a ship. But uh, it's not only Remnison, not only Pierre Louis. It's something really, really that that's really part of why you're here in this world. I don't know if you guys saw the Living Torah that was tonight. The, the Living Torah tonight is about the midst of Shabbos candles. And there's one woman who writes, wrote a letter to the Rebbe, and she writes how she has a friend who, her, her daughter has a friend on the same block. And her daughter was so excited like Shabbos candles that he shared this, she shared this with her with her friend. The little girl told her friend, hey, Shabbos candles so amazing, you want to do this? So this little girl, Jennifer, on her blocks, are like Shabbos candles. And they were so appreciative of it. And they were such a blessing. And, and everybody sent dollars. Because this is really why Hashem gave us this opportunity 
to be born in this in the ship. You weren't born in the ship just because Shem likes your uh, you know your 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 um, McLaren, your Aston Martin, your spiritual Aston Martin, your spiritual fantastic uh, ship. You were born there because Yashem gave you the, the the resources. You can lift up another Jew who didn't doesn't have the advantages that you have. So Hashem made it fair. And some souls, Rabbi Wolf presents it in this way. One soul was born, and he's and God says to him, you're going to be born in the ship. And the other soul says, you're not going to be born in the ship. But can you please invite this guy for Shabbos? You're going to be born in the ship. But please, please, my, your, your brother. Think about your brother and invite him for Shabbos. Anyways, my friends, Gudvach, Rabbi Yosef, Gudvach, Shoshana, Gudvach, Yonatan, Gudvach, Charles, Gudvach, Yosef, Cohen, Gudvach, Joseph, David, Point is, my friends, that we are coming to this world. We have a mission, and the Jews out there that need our help. And we know we were born in a ship in some in many ways. Other Jews weren't. But to think about people around us and how we're able to lift them up with Abbas Israel. Questions, comments, criticism, tomatoes, and cucumbers. No tomatoes, no cucumbers. All right. A good vach. Thank you.